Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you because you are here to strengthen us and to bless us. Let your power move like never before. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 1, verse number 6. The way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I am speaking to you about implications for location part 3. Please take your seat. We started a series as part of the ordained garden series. And our foundational scripture has been Genesis chapter 2, 7 and 8. God formed man out of the ground, placed him in a garden, eastward of the Eden. And the man began to flourish there. So we know that location is important to God. What you know forms part of your power in the spirit. If you don't know something, even if it is available, you may not be able to harness it. So it's important that we know the mind of God concerning some things. The scripture we just read says that, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So, there are two ways here. The way of the ungodly and the way of the righteous. There is no middle point. So, the ungodly, they are way. The word, the way of the ungodly there speaks more to the principles and the philosophy that the ungodly works works with and so and then also he knows the way the principles and the philosophy of the righteous it's important that our way before god must be the same way god expects the way of the righteous to be sometimes god designs his way for the righteous and the righteous decides to be very dynamic in that way. Changes some of it, keeps some of it. And you see the righteous doesn't blossom consistently. Because whereas God deems the way to be like this, the righteous also finds addition or subtraction of what God has already laid down. And so he says that if we follow the exact principles, revelation, philosophy, truth that God has set to govern the life of the righteous person, the righteous person will prosper and not perish. And because the unrighteous follow their own way, they perish. May you never perish in Jesus' name. So, when God says he knows the way of the righteous, one of the things is in verse 4. It says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. So here we see that the verses I'm reading to you, God is drawing a clear distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous. And in verse 4, he says the ungodly are not so. So he has said something before. And he's making a departure from what he said. And what he said 
had to do with the righteous, the godly man, the blessed man. But I want to share with you the fact that it says that the ungodly, they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. So when you say somebody is ungodly, there are characteristics. There are features the ungodly has. And there are signs and symptoms they exhibit to show that they are truly ungodly. And one of such symptoms is the fact that they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. That means that a very important feature of the ungodly man is the fact that he refuses to be a plant. It's rather a leaf. The ungodly man likes to be rubbish. It's a chaff. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? The ungodly man loves to be the rubbish around the tree. He says it's like, so he's using the word, I think that's a metaphor. It's like the chaff which the wind driveth away. So the ungodly has that feature or the tendency that makes it very easy for him or her, him or her to be driven away. So you see that the person is in a marriage and then he's been driven away. In the workplace, then he's driven away. I'm saying something. No? He's there in a crowd. Then by the time you know, life has driven that person away. So one of the things that you see the ungodly will have is the fact that they are chaff. When the Bible says something is chaff, it means the thing is rubbish. Number two, it means the thing is a withered leaf. It's what? Lifeless. And the reason why it's lifeless is because it's not planted. Some plants, you don't plant much. What you need to plant to generate that particular whole plant is a leaf. But ungodly will not allow themselves to be planted. They are chaff, dry. So, People can be in church and they behave like that. They can be carried away or tossed about by any wind of doctrine. They hear this and the wind carries them away. They hear now this is the thing that is going and then they flow with it and the wind carries them away. Every season they have something they follow. If you are like that, the Bible says you'll be unstable. You'll be what? I can't hear you. You'll be what? The people who prosper, they don't just follow things. They are not driven by things. They remain put. They stay put. And if you think I'm lying, look at verse 3. Verse 3, it says that, it's talking about a righteous man. And he says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You have to make me stable, okay? So we know that the righteous is like a tree planted. The ungodly is like a chaff driven away. By the wind. But the righteous is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's a sign. A sign that you are righteous is not only in the fact that you have received Jesus. It's not also only in the fact that you don't sleep around with people. Since sex is so important to you. It's not only the fact that you don't gossip. About people or steal or blah, blah. A sign also that you are righteous is that you function like a tree. A tree that is not broken down, but a tree that is planted. 
Planted where? By the rivers of water. So, the location, first of all, the art of planting spiritually is important to God. And the righteous must be the righteous, must function as such. And where you are planted is also important to God. Are you here? Some righteous people will move themselves to a place that God has not designated for them. So they will be by the... And you know, when you are planted by the rivers of water, the ground is very soft, but it still accommodates you. So it's a great ground. Grace is there. Water flows to you, but you can also easily be uprooted and transplanted into a different field because the place is moist. So when you are righteous, you don't have to be a novice. You don't have to be ignorant. It's not everything that you should follow. And the only way you can save yourself from that kind of a thing is when you are knowledgeable and you decide to grow in the spirit. Because everywhere is not your place. God says, if you are righteous, I plant you by the rivers of what? Water. Because a righteous man needs water. Needs water. Water of the word. Washing you. So when God wants to bless you and sustain your righteousness, he positions you also in a place he has designated so that the word that is preached there will help you or tutor you to grow in your righteousness and your work with God. Praise the Lord. It's water. quenches your thirst. Makes you to love after him. Pursue him. So, if you are a righteous person, that is it. The location of your planting is important to God. You must be by the rivers of water. God is so... And that's why even the Israelites in Egypt, he promised them a land. He didn't just take them anywhere. He just sampled about seven nations and gave it to them. And these were the best nations around. Gave them a land and he said, your milk will be here, your honey will be here. I mean, grapes, of course, you know that when Moses sent the spies, when they went, they saw grapes, isn't it? They were so big that the clusters were put on the shoulders of two people. So, God is not interested in leaving you anywhere. And in case you want to find yourself everywhere, there is the way of God for the righteous. That first of all, you must be planted in your primary place. You have not seen it in the Bible. By the rivers of water. That's where your blessedness is. Psalm 92 verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Let's go. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. That's what I'm looking for. So if you want to flourish everywhere, you are like a tree. Your root must be in the right place. Then your branches can bear fruit in different, different places. But you don't try to take your root to where your branches are trying to reach. It's an error. Your roots must be in the place God wants them to be. Then your branches can travel and bear fruit even in the harshest of places. So he's saying that they that are planted in the house of the Lord, they are planted where? Those, so house is inside. They shall flourish in the court. Court is outside. So the person who flourishes in the market has their root in the house. Are you here at all? Where your root is determines where or you, you can fruit. It determines your fruitfulness. So some people, they, God has planted your root here. 
You start flourishing in the market now. You say, oh, my root and my, my, my branch should just join one place. You're a joker. Because the branch even knows that the fruit is coming from the root. And the soil the root finds itself in is what is helping the plant to produce that kind of fruit. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? So, don't be deceived. Tell somebody, don't be deceived. And don't just be moving yourself anyhow. Sometimes there are some people I know God has called them to the keeper's house. And they get offended because they are fighting with their brother and they leave. I've never said anything to anybody. Because I don't put people here. It's God who puts people here. Now, many have called back in their very dire situation. And I tell them there's nothing I can do. Because I don't do anything in the first place. You need to go to God. Because I don't know what's your business with somebody who has... I mean, what's your business with Jonah? Jonah has just left where God wants him to be. He's bought a ticket for himself. He's going somewhere else. Then he's in trouble. You join Jonah, you join trouble. So they call me, they will tell story. I'll listen. I say, I, I don't know. Go to God now. Is he not our father? It's our father. Because when your root is in the wrong place, it's dishonoring to God. That he asked you to sit here. He planted you here and you decided I'll transport myself somewhere. So when you now, when the soil there is now not able to sustain you, what can a man do? When the foundation is destroyed, there's nothing. That's why some people can never ever be stable in prosperity. Because whatever you are having, wherever you are, that is not the place God has put you. It's just a matter of time. The climatic conditions will make you wither and you become like a chaff. That shall be driven away. That's why sometimes you, you, you knew that a tree was somewhere you go and the plant is no more there. It's gone. Hey! Tell somebody, stay where God wants you to stay. And, and it, it works in every area. In your marriage, if you have to stay, you have to stay. If you have to leave, it has to be at the permission of God. Praise the Lord. You don't just get up and go. Tell somebody, you don't just get up and leave church. <laughs> it's not the way of the righteous. You are someone's planting. And you can't just uproot yourself. Hey, so one day a farmer goes and the plant bore. <laughs> Do you know the bank loan we used to plant you here? <laughs> you, you have just, he said, actually, another farmer be has come in the Sikuma area. I, I'm, I'm going there. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, I'm going there. You are a joker. Or the Jabba too, Mubia. Oh, Beshi. Beshi loan. You are someone's investment. Praise the Lord. He came and said, Adam, where are you? Jesus, when he, he sent them, he even told them when they shouldn't go. Location is so important. He said, don't go here. Don't go there. Go here. Don't think that when you have the Holy Spirit, you can enter everywhere. You should, you should, a feature is that you should be led. You should be what? You should be led. I'm, I'm taking my time with this teaching part. So when God puts you in an ordained garden like the keeper's house, stay. Don't just be moving about. Sometimes I really wonder for people. Even by the grace of God, someone like me who has a demand, like a demand on my life to move around, I've decided to slow down and stay. Like a, a demand. Preach here, preach there, preach here, preach there, preach here. Charlie, stop this thing. We'll do one one B. 
Even as we have decided to stay. Then you, the church member, no? Today you hear that one, then away. You hear that one. Or Kodoho. You are just everywhere. Meanwhile, not everywhere has been ordained for you. Tell somebody, stop running around. Because the blessed person is a planted person. And it's planted by the rivers of water. That means that the soil has also been given resources, you know, of water. That will help the tree together with the nutrient in the soil and the water that constantly is supplied to the plant. The plant is going to do well. Even if you think it's not going to do well, it will do well. Because everything the plant needs to do well is on ground in the place God has planted that plant. The soil is correct and there is water there. Water does the plant need again? Are you here? I'm teaching this because everyone's loyalty to stay or move will be tested. It will be what? Yes. Thank God so far, majority of the people we started the church with are still here. Yeah. A few of them are not here. Some will come back. <laughs> Some will not come back. But your loyalty to God first has to do with your heart following after God, where he wants you to be, what he wants you to do, that's what you follow. You don't follow anything about you. And church has nothing to do about you. Has nothing to do about the pastor. Has nothing to do about you. Has nothing to do about your emotions. Has nothing to do about what you think. Has nothing to do about what the pastor thinks. Church is all about Jesus and the work he did and working through us to complete our work here. It's all about Jesus. So when you now begin to make church. The issue about you. Your person. Your emotions. I don't like the people. I'm, I'm, I don't like the pastor. Even if you don't like me and God put you here. You'll be here. Because not all of you like your managers at work. But you are still there. Why? Because your life depends on it. That's where your bread comes from, isn't it? And that's where, to some extent, your fulfillment comes from. One lady told me, she said, I'm not working. I don't feel like a human being. So work makes people feel like they are human beings. So even if he has a bad manager, it will work because that one makes that person feel like a human being. Hey. So you stay. Some of the workers in your workplace don't like you, you know, and they have even told you. But you have not gone. You don't mind them poor. But in church, you just can't have a disagreement with a choir member, an usher, a regular church member, whatever it is, and then, hey, what is it? I'm on my way, boss, I'm gone. Because in your mind, church is about you. In your mind, we should come to church to serve you. No, when you are in church, serve God and serve the church. If you have been in church for more than two weeks, we are not here to serve you, you are here to serve. The only people we serve are the ones who have just come in. They are the guests. One week. If you are worshiping with us for the very first time, raise your hands. They are the only ones we serve. Any other person who has been here beyond that kind of introduction. No, you look exactly like us. 
What about Tennessee? And you are here to serve, not to be served. Jesus said, I'm here to serve, not to be served. And I'm washing your feet so that you too, you go and serve. The greatest amongst you is the one who serves. When you think you should be served, that's when you easily get offended. And you leave. And sometimes, when devil wants to manipulate your destiny, you watch this carefully. Wants to take your fruitfulness away from you. He will make you feel like you are in the wrong place. When you are in the right place. Now, me person me who said, How come the Holy Spirit told you this is the right place? And after a while, you feel or sense that it's not the right place. First of all, he told you that this is the right place. He, and, and, and of course, he just doesn't tell you that this is the right place. He will give you certain, in, he will tell you certain things. Very detailed and comprehensive. Are you here? So if he wants you to live here, he will speak to you and tell you that A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Entino frihako. Na mimi niha. Meko. Entewonso yadeye. Dimechi. Na wawu tu mede wope. Ene wo. Emotions, you know. Emotions that look like prophetic. Prophetic emotions. <laughs> Pee you, right? Yes, then you are just, 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 I'm sensing that my time here is over. <laughs> sensing, feeling what? <laughs> Who told you? Who told you? Sometimes people are in school and they feel like, I mean like children. Sometimes our kids wake up and they say that, I don't want to go to school again. <laughs> Do you have some in your house? That's how sometimes you behave. <laughs> Why don't you want to go to school again? I don't want to go to school again. Don't you want to become something? I want to become something. Some girl can tell you I don't want to become anything. <laughs> hey, look at somebody say, hey. Are you one of those people? You are there. I don't want to be in the keeper's house again. You have to see that it's a manipulation. It's not from God. It's not from God. Look at verse 3. He shall be like a tree. There are implications for where you are. Planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. So many people are going to miss their season because they shift from where God has planted them. And it's consistent with Psalm 92 verse 13. Look at what the Bible said. We'll come back. We'll just be shuffling between these two verses. 92, 13, it says that those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Have you seen that? That one will have his fruit in his season and this one shall flourish. So it's very clear the reason why people are not flourishing. Even though the season has been designed to make them flourish, it's because they shifted from the place of their dwelling. They moved from the place of their planting. Hey. I said when I was moving from Assemblies of God, it's my pastor that took me to the Victory Bible Church pastor. <laughs> and I was preaching for the church in Assemblies of God. And to today or yesterday, if I want to preach, it is just like I'm ready. Every year I have invitations that I don't, I don't attend. When I was leaving Victory, my pastor had my hand away bus. I don't know how <clears throat> people are strong. How you just wake up and you set off on your journey. Hey! And you believe in prayer. And sometimes it's even prayer that makes you live where God wants you to stay. And you think the prayer will protect you. Sometimes you 
Yamineti won't. And young go for be on Mumpiano. Prayer itself is not powerful. Jesus said, When you pray in my name, so you can pray and so in his name and nothing is happening. You can pray and pray amiss. And, and you know, if when you read that scripture and the Bible talks about praying amiss, you might think praying amiss has to do with asking the wrong things. You know, the first miscalculation of prayer is when you miss the person of the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's the first misfire. Because prayer must always go to an entity. And real prayer must align you to an entity. So, it says that if you ask anything, if you ask my father, all right, when you pray, there's a model, say our father, it's always to an entity. When that entity, you have missed that entity or that entity has left you, no matter the act of prayer you are embarking on, it's just misfire. That's what I'm saying. If God is here and you have moved away from God and you are praying, you have already missed it now. Or you, you don't understand? I'm saying that you are talking to somebody who is not there. And might not even be interested in listening to you. So it's important that you stay. Am I taking my time? Stay. Tell somebody, stay where God wants you to stay. Especially in the keeper's house. People miss their season. People miss their season. And when you miss your season, maybe you don't understand. Season is not days so. Season. Ghana, we have only two seasons. Dry season, wet season. And mabasabasa. I mean, how many times do you see a hamatan? It's a cycle. It's a whole cycle. Season. You don't understand season. My stepfather comes from a place called Brimso. That's where Central Region, they get water to drink. That's blah, blah, blah. So, when I was young, my mom died at 10. So this is before 10. So maybe from 5, 6, 7, 8. We used to go on vacations. I remember the day that Mandela was being released from prison. We were traveling. And we could only travel in a particular day because <laughs> the car, the station car from Cape Coast to Birimso <laughs> is... Um, on a particular day, and it's this bone shaker. And it's like, it goes on specific days and specific hour. So when you miss that car, the journey is not happening. Do you understand? It's not happening. And it's the same when you want to come to town. From that village. You will walk, first of all, you will walk many kilometers to Asinazi. It's close to the Cape Coast Asu Channel. And then at that time, the bridge over the, the dam had not been constructed. So there was this walk, walk Every time I was walking on it, my, my eye would be doing me something. But the villagers, they would So I dreaded that you know, when the bridge was not made, that crossing that thing. And you have to cross on foot to the other side before you can join a, 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 the car there. So sometimes you go and there are, you have walked many kilometers over, you go and there are more passengers than the car can take. So people go early and put, they are dead, done. Some are there a day before. In the night, yes. They are not joking. That is called season. Not our modern day, you are behind calculator, and sorry, computer, and you are doing, no, 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 no. I'm talking about proper season. When you miss it, it will take mercy. You have to do a whole journey back and go and restart. And people keep missing it. For they are married, they miss it. 
for their business, they miss it. Childbirth, they miss it. You will miss it. Uh, you keep missing it. And it's a manipulation to be missing your seasons. And one easy way that will make you be missing your season of fruitfulness is when you refuse to stay in the church God wants you to stay. Your ordained garden. So easy. And so these demons that are high tech, when they see that this time around you are coming closer to your fruitfulness, they now manipulate you to leave the place of your dwelling. And you will think that you are right to leave. They are making you leave the place of your inheritance. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. Are you sure? I'm not hearing you at all. Is God talking to somebody? Talk to me now. Talk to me now. Is God talking to somebody? Tell somebody, don't leave the place of your inheritance. Stay where God wants you to stay. They tell them, the keeper's house is your ordained garden. Where are you going? Where do you want to go? One sister here, she asked a sister who was angrily living. We didn't even know what was making her angry. He said, hey, me, I've been in many, many churches. So when you leave keeper's house, are you going to church again? Like, where will you go? Where will you go? He said, I've been in church. I've, I've, I've been pastored. I've been abused. I've, I've roamed, sir. And then God settled me. So when you leave, and I'm telling you, the person that is a professional, professional by education, professional by career. But what has happened right now, if I say it now, you say I'm disgracing somebody. Hey, uh, you will break a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I really assess the situation of the lady who left, I was very sad. In fact, one pastor called me from another church who also knows her, and then when she left, she just made them their, um, her counselors. And when what happened, happened, they called me and they were very sad. And I remember when we started the church and the lady came into the church, one of the very rich people in this country, now very rich, especially under this, this government. I, and the man is married, and this lady was going out with the man. I helped the lady to break the relationship. And, you know, I respected her because it was, it was very difficult for her economically. But she, she went through the sacrifice because she loved the Lord. And stayed away from this man who was married. The man never understood. The lady was controlling some part of the man's business, Grandpa. And the lady, so I really said, wow, this is a, a lady with resilience and fortitude. Then some foolish person be here. Started talking to a particular person. And I realized that that person, anybody who got closer to that person, he just wasted their spirit. Poisoned them. And that lady was one of those people. And then she left. Then she went to marry somebody. There is no soup around the person. So the thing, I said, I would have allowed you to be around this rich person in your sin. You would have even gone far with the sin. Now you, you have left because of godliness. And a foolish person has uprooted you from the presence of God. And you are with one no soup around it. No mean share around it. Born without meat. I mean, your parents say, oh, so all this sacrifice, you know, I acquire. And there are people in your ordained garden, like the serpent in the garden with Eve and Adam, who will let you leave the garden and you leave your inheritance. And the thing is that periodically, that person comes in and goes. Periodically. If I went, the lady left, the guy was still around. On the uncle. It's a manipulation. Tell somebody it's a manipulation. It's a manipulation. Don't fall for it. Because it may make you miss your season. Yes. God knows you are here. He will bring it here. 
So when he comes and you are not here, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Charlie, the apple will not grow everywhere. <laughs> no, not at all. Even in the hospital, they don't put patients everywhere. At all. Some are for the emergency. So, in fact, when they treat them at the emergency, they determine where to take them. Because you won't do well everywhere. And even men are wise like that. How about God? Would you be also the earth is the Lord? And the fullness thereof in tea. I belong to the kingdom of God. Hey, there is a grace operating on the keeper's house. And God has called people into the keeper's house for that grace to work for them. You can't be moving about. It's important that we know the mind of God. Say so it shall be like a tree. And he shall bear his fruit in his word season. And look at it again. That's um, 1 verse 3. It says that his leaf also shall not wither. These are the implications for being in the right place. His leaf shall not wither. Why are you withering? It's a major question. This cannot be multiple choice. It's a composite one. What is this a session B? Even if it's session A, it's a composite one. It's a, that, that kind of paper they give you, they say, answer question one and any other. <laughs> and sometimes you don't like the question, but you still have to attempt. Because you can't bypass that question and make any meaningful grade. More marks are for that question. Why are you withering? There's a reason why you are what you are. There's a reason why you are withering. There's a reason why some people are flourishing. In Psalm 92, verse 13, he said, he shall flourish because he's planted. Look at the next verse. He says that, next verse, he said, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age because they are in the right place. They shall be fat and flourishing. I'm saying that, that you are withering and you are not luscious. It's a sign. If I were to give birth again, which I'm not, I'm giving you a name. I will name the child Luscious. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a name for your child. You say. Fat and flourishing. Look, look at the way. Put the scripture there. It didn't say it will be fat and flourish. That person is fat and is continuously flourishing because the roots are on ground. In fact, Ecclesiastes says that even if they cut you and your roots still remain where God, that, look, there will be fight. Oh. But let the root be on ground. You can fight with your branches, not your root. The root there must be stable. You can be flourishing. No answer, what are you saying? This is what you saying. A big person, I know, I've had a two free, I'm going to cut It's a good excuse to say that the distance, you know. It's not helping. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you must live in your appointed place. Are you here at all? Yes. Look, they sacked Isaac from the place God said he should stay. He lived next door. He refused to go. Just leave. And they came for him. They said, please come back. If you want to flourish, if you don't want to wither, and look, if you are, you are very observant, you know that nothing withers instantly. It's a process. Yes. And sometimes when a portion is withered, there's still a portion that is green. 
So you may be lying to yourself that it's not like things are very bad, though, but you know, you'll be having testimony here and you'll be dying here. Uh -huh, but with time, everywhere will die. We'll say, baby. There's no soup. And quining in Ari. Hey. Look at someone say, hey. Are you hearing the word? <laughs> there are implications for your location. Praise the Lord. Implications. You have to stay. Stay where? Right where God wants you to stay. And you are listening to this word because you belong to this commission. God wants you to hear this word. To help you stay. Make a spiritually informed decision. Can't be walking about. Can't be in double mind. It's a month of loyalty. Stay. Let's read again. That's Psalm 1 verse 3. May you never wither in Jesus' name. Your health will not wither in Jesus' name. And he says, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Your future is also secured in prosperity. Whatever you do, the one you are doing and the one you will do shall also what? Prosper. Why? Because your roots, your roots are in the right soil. Some people are selling their future by leaving the place God wants them to leave. Stay. And you know, when God really wants you to leave, eh, he will tell you. Micah chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. I hope I'm quoting the right scripture. It says, The women of my people have cast out from their pleasant houses. From their children have ye taken away my glory forever. Verse 10. He said, Arise ye and depart. For this is not your rest. Because it is polluted. It shall destroy you. Even with a sword destruction. So when God wants you to leave. He will come and say, Arise. Okay, leave. This is not your place is polluted. It shall destroy you. God has not... Have you seen that? He didn't only say leave. He's giving him reasons. He's showing him that A, B, C, D, F. Don't just get up and leave. You don't just get up and leave. Tell somebody, you don't just get up and leave. That's why don't leave because you are frustrated. Because frustration is part of the journey. So don't just get up and leave. Because God is not telling you to do so. Is God, is God helping somebody this evening? I mean, so, because I could, have been, I could have titled this message, Prosperity. Because what I'm actually teaching you is how for, to be fruitful. How you will not die before your time. In fact, in that Psalm 92, he said, please put that verse 14 there. He says that they shall, they shall bring forth fruit in old age. We put the emphasis on the bringing forth fruit, but we don't talk about the old age. And the old age is as a result of the planting. That the one that is planted is not going to die before their time. Longevity is there. Because they stayed in the right soil. Hello? There is nothing God wants to give you that you will not have when you are in the right place. So when I see places that are beautiful, I thank God for, for, for those places, but I know I'm in the right place. What is the right place? That's the place God put you. That's the place God is. That's the place God visits you. And will always visit you. Praise the Lord. Some men are here in their marriage. They still don't see their wife as the right place to be. Hmm? Until we irritate a right place. We are true for power. We say, we pay him, we pay him, and we are 
Pastor Kansemo, yeah, 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 yeah. And to one so bad man, we tip, now we rage. I, 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 Will be even if not now. Eventually. <laughs> Yourself, Abby. It's coming when it's coming, it's doing. Are going to enter one Jezebel, and that Jezebel is going to kill you. Yes. Stay right there. Stay there. We have to understand divine permission, so. Divine what? Divine permission. There are implications for your location. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1. I'm telling you that God has to speak to you. Verse 6 and 7. It's not a guesswork. Because God treats spiritual locations with utmost importance. Deuteronomy 1, 6 and 7. The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. 7. Turn you and take your journey. Go to the mount of the Amorite and unto all the places, neither unto in the plain, in the hills and in the vale and in the south and by the seaside to the land of the Canaanite, unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. It is God who spoke to them and said that, move you people have been here. God has not spoken to you, spoken to you are moving. Where are you going? God told Abraham, leave. Are you here? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Don't just get up and leave. And of course, we don't know you to have crystallized your ability of hearing God's voice. Only when you wanted to leave the church, you said you have heard God. All this why you never heard God for anything in this church. Yeah, Piska went to me and Tia and Chere, baby, out of hearing, no, it only kick start when he wanted to leave the church. And they would tell me clear. Say something so would you now sorry be nah and your man bow and say tugo me so yeah tugo so eh no ube unse nyami yodo tell somebody that don't deceive yourself God is not mocked stay where God wants you to stay It's powerful. Jesus, the people who left Jesus, Jesus didn't even comment about them. But those who stayed with him, he said, you people, I'll give you things here and I'll give you things there. Are you sure? Are you here? He said, inheritance is not for movers. It's not for wanderers. It's not for people who, yeah, there, there, there. No, no, no. 
even between the prodigal son and the big brother, it's the big brother who had more. The father said, all of mine is thine. Because he was a stayer. Not a blower like the mover who went to live riotous life on the Namaha and Okopie. And break boom. And some people, it's like that. Some people, they go. I mean, in my experience over time, they leave the right place, go and get abused, and they return. So what was it for? If it's not a manipulation. Look, Hannah was believing God for babies. One of the things that makes people leave the place of their ordained is fruitfulness of the body. Hannah was believing God for babies. She went to the ordained place, Shiloh. Every year, she refused to move. She went there, stayed there, and God visited her. There's no visitation for you. Just moving, 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 moving. Every year, she looked, she was on ground. Every year, she looked, she was on ground. Every year, she looked. When I was in Cape Coast, a lady brought, um, I ministered to a lady, and I said that you have a child, and the child. Caring for the child is killing you. And he said, it's a secret. I said, it's not a secret. I said, the reason why the child is killing you is that the child, it's not God who gave you the child. You went for the child. He said, it's true. And my worry was that she was only two years in marriage. Who oh, pray, Papa? And no, I walk with your bed in. I can't describe some things. I can't describe it. When I describe, you run away. So soft patch or bumpire no woman say me. Me mumpire now call an old me a medra home. Vance of what's a walaka faba. Take it easy. Sometimes some people will tell you that, oh, the church now, there are no men in the church. No men in the church to marry you. Husbands are given by God. And God doesn't give you a husband based on the numbers of men around you. I'm telling you, sister. No, no. Not at all. Or based on the women around you. No, 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 no. It is by God's own doing. Some people, their husband will be here. Some people will be far away. But when it's time, in your season, you will bear your fruit. When it's time, God will make it beautiful. He will bring it to pass. You don't go chase. So sometimes your mother or some people tell you, hey, so you, it's only church you go. Uh, you don't party. You don't do this. You don't go to class. So, and you are not married. How will you meet your partner? Are you going to meet your partner in the club? Or in the market? Oh, sorry, I would dress. I know who cook room. Say, oh, Is it to advertise yourself? Oh, boy. Self-marketing. It's not like that. There are implications. Are you here? Look, Rachel, not Rachel, I mean, Rebecca was in his country, far country. And Abraham sent his servant to go and marry. And Abraham said, don't marry any woman from this territory. 
go all the way to the far country, my own country and amongst my people, and enter some house. Be. You don't know the house, but God will lead you there. Yeah. You just read between Genesis chapter 24. Yeah. 20, 21, 20, 23, 24. Is that clear? And when the guy got to the crossroad, he prayed that God should give him good speed. 24 verse 12. And when he prayed, Rachel appeared. Is it Rachel? Rebecca, sorry. Rebecca appeared. She was coming, she was coming to do the job that men do. Taking care of animals. Watch. She appeared. The man had traveled many miles. And God made the path to cross. And not knowing that she, she, Rebecca, was from Abraham's house. She came at the right time. Please put the Genesis 24 verse 14 there. And let it come to pass. The servant is praying that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy picture. Please give me verse 12 actually. 24 12. And he said, oh Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master. 13. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of men of the city come out to draw water. 14. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher. I pray thee that I may drink and she shall say, drink and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. So, spouses are what? Talk to, I've told you, if you even were not taken to a good school, pray that you take your children to good schools. I'm saying spouses are what? Appointed. So, it's not because you have mouth to wrap a woman or to charm a man. It's an appointment. The real one is an appointment. Are you here? It's an appointment. Don't be running around looking for things. Why are you looking for what is not missing? He said, let her be the one you have appointed for, for Isaac. And Isaac was far away. God was appointing for him. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master Abraham. So it takes divine favor and kindness for that appointment to also happen. Next verse. I'm showing you. And it came to pass. Remember the servant is praying. And it came to pass that before he had done speaking or praying, that behold, Rebecca came out. Behold, Rebecca came out. Who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother with her picture upon her shoulder. It's an appointment. It's an appointment. May your eyes be open. Shout a louder amen. Yes, there are some sisters in the church, they are already frustrated because they don't see the men. Every man is wearing a ring. It about some granny. But God will appoint. He will appoint. He will appoint. Praise the Lord. Hey. Yo, let's rise. Implications, they are much better. It's powerful. Is it powerful? Yes. It's powerful. How many of you have learned something today? 
Have you learned something? Yeah. The job he will appoint for you. Uh, you are here now. You will be there. God will appoint a helper. Yes. God, he knows what he is about. Oh, oh yes. God, this world can deceive you as if you are chopping last. Because they stayed. They stayed. Paul told them when the ship was breaking down in that shipwreck, Genesis 28. He told them some people wanted to jump out. They took the lifeboat. He told them, he said, except you stay in this ship, you can never make it. The ship is breaking, but it will still take you to the shore, even on broken pieces. Yes, Noah told them, except you enter this ark, you won't survive. You can be walking about, oh, living in your house. But when what is coming comes, you see that the only thing that survives is where God wants you to be, the ark. Even tortoise survived, and a human being did not survive. Because the tortoise had the spiritual sensitivity to enter where God wanted them to enter. And human beings, they were making merry when the floods came. And no matter how tall their buildings were, they all came down. Because only where God wants you to be can be called your place of refuge. I thank God for the keeper's house. Praise the Lord. I thank God for the keeper's house. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Vawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204 916 168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministries